I could see something that was tall and lanky, and it was kind of grabbing one tree, you know, hopping around it, grabbing another one, just kind of like a do-si-do kind of. This thing stopped moving, looked straight at us, and started running towards us. From HV Studio, this is Unnerved. Welcome back to the Unnerved Podcast. It's where normal people share their abnormal stories, and if you enjoy true stories of the strange and terrifying, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Chris Fricky. Almost 12 years ago, I was a freshman in college. It seems not that long ago, but it's the truth. And when I was in college, my friends and I enjoyed certain mischief that I would probably not consider doing today. We were young and dumb, as they say, and taking risks and pushing limits to impress our peers was just something we thrived at. During the day, we were in class or attempting to study in our library, but in the evenings, we came alive. From exploring abandoned missile silos to playing hide-and-seek in the cemeteries, we were always looking for a thrill. In today's story, Robert and his college friends were also looking for a thrill, and they encountered something in the woods that they would never forget. The creature from Sweet Hollow Road. This is his story. This was, I believe, in the fall of 2005, I want to say. This was at a liberal arts college in Long Island, where I went for two years before eventually transferring to the primary college of my home state. And by the sophomore year um, at this former college, I had already made friends with the people in the theater department. I had a kind of a core group of maybe uh, five to ten people that we were all just, you know, always hanging out, always, you know, you kind of stick together, you have the same interests, um, always hanging out on the weekends and whatnot. Um, so by the second year, I was very, very close with um, about six or seven of them. And as Halloween was coming around, um, I said, hey, we, you know, we all love scary movies. We all love kind of uh, doing scary things. Why don't we actually go out and try to do some amateur ghost hunting or just, you know, find a creepy location around. Like, you know, it's about 30 minutes from Amityville, for example. So there, I'm sure that the area is loaded with just kind of creepy energy and creepy stories and just really interesting places to visit. So I did some digging, and I found that about 20 minutes off campus, there was a road, more like a network of roads, called Sweet Hollow. Um, And you can actually look it up, and you'll find pages of myths and legends and sightings that have taken place on uh, Sweet Hollow Road. Um, Like like I said, it starts as one road, but then it kind of branches off into different uh, trails and different roads, a lot of which do not have, at the time, they didn't have any sort of street lights or houses. So you're kind of on your own, especially if you're walking around without any sort of uh, light source. Um, So we decided to all meet up on the weekend. Uh, at a Baskin Robbins that was right at the foot of the street and just kind of take two cars and go in and see what happens. Uh, So we met, and I think it was about maybe four in one car and three in the other, what have you. Um, And we decided to just kind of set off into the night. And if we saw something interesting or, you know, a trail or something, we'd get out and go explore because we're dumb. 
that that's that's it's just dumb. But uh, we you know, we were we were young, so what, what can I tell you? So we started driving uh, one car after the other. We had no GPS, we had no plan, and eventually we came to some kind of a what looked like a dead end, but there was a massive tree trunk in the center. Um, and so we all got out of the car just to see what was going on, and we noticed that beyond the tree trunk, there was two divergent trails going off to the left and going off to the right. And this looked strange to us, and we had no idea where we were, so we figured, let's just take our flashlights and pick a trail and go there. So we flipped a coin, took off, took off to the right. I was in the back. I think there was maybe one person behind me. We were going single file because as we kept going further and further, this trail, which was laid out for us, kept getting more and more narrow. And I started to hear things just beyond this kind of thick brush of leaves on both sides. And I stopped for a bit and just listened. I said, you know, guys, hold on. I think I hear something. And I couldn't shake the feeling that we were being watched on our way in. Um, and again, we had no idea where this was going. Uh, but no one else was hearing it, and I was like, all right, let's go. And as we kept walking, after about maybe 10 minutes of just very slowly kind of traipsing through, we came to this massive field that must have been maybe the size of three football fields, if not more. It looked like it could have been a golf course, but we didn't see any tees, uh, anything like that that would give that away. We saw a couple of Adirondack chairs, a picnic table, and then we saw on the far right, what looked to be a house that was completely boarded up. So we decided, of course, why not go and explore? So we took our flashlights and we're just kind of circling the house. Um, I peeked in through two of the wooden boards that were over the window and I just saw a couch that was covered in kind of clear tarp. Um, and it, there was no sign of anyone being there for, you know, who knows how long. And one of my friends, you know, he, he was considering kind of battering in the door. And we all kind of talked him out of that. He was the most excitable, but also the most skeptical. He didn't, he doesn't believe in ghosts. He loves, you know, scary movies and stuff. But if, out of all of us, he's the one who hasn't seen anything unusual in his life. Um, so we're like, no, no, don't, don't do that. That's, we don't know what this place is and we just, we shouldn't be doing that. And so we just kept looking around and then we decided, let's go back to the kind of entrance to this clearing and just sit down for a second and figure if we do do we want to go into you know further into the field do we want to go into another direction what do we want to do we were walking back towards the clearing and then one of us happened to look on the farther end so where you went in straight ahead and it must have been i don't know maybe a quarter of a mile from one side to the other and he pointed there he said what is that and so slowly, one by one, we all kept turning, and I took me about a few seconds to see what he was referring to. But on the far side of this clearing, I could see something that was tall and lanky, and it looked almost glowing, but it also looked almost translucent, but you could see through it, but clearly something was there. And it was kind of grabbing one tree, you know, hopping around it, grabbing another one, just kind of like a do-si-do kind of, dance it was the strangest thing and our skeptic friend who was the you know he was also i think by far the tallest out of he was like a foot taller than everyone else he wasn't seeing it and i was like dude you can't see that and then we were all looking at it and then i pointed directly to where it was and i saw the moment that he noted that he could pick it up and he he went visibly white he gasped and grabbed my arm and he said what is that and we didn't know 
and none of us were going to take a step closer to it. In fact, we, it was in our best interest not to even make any movements or sounds to let it know that we were there. But, sure enough, this thing stopped moving, looked straight at us, and started running towards us. Within seconds, I grabbed my flashlight and started running, and everyone else started running too, except for this one kid, who again was not seeing what was happening. And so we're all freaking out. We're saying, you know, dude, come on, come on, what are you waiting for? The thing's chasing us. And I kept running, and I still wasn't sure if he was still there, kind of figuring out what was going on, or if he was running too. And then throughout all the chaos, I heard him screaming, oh, sh and I see his flashlight now following us into the trail, so I know that he saw it. And although it took us about 10, 20 minutes to get in there, it took us obviously much quicker to get back. We knew where we were going. We hopped into our cars as quickly as possible and we peeled out of there. And then we just, again, had no GPS, had no idea where we were going, but we needed to get out of there and just find, found our way back to civilization, basically, and checked in with each other to make sure that we were not being followed and that we were all okay. It's, it's crazy how it's been, what, 15, 17 years since that happened, and a lot of us have you know, been married, divorced, had children, moved to different states and whatnot, um, and yet occasionally we'll all, you know, either on Facebook or through a group chat, just kind of check in and be like, that thing in the woods, that actually happened, right? And then we all confirm, yes, it was there in the woods on Long Island. We all saw it years down the road and now when you think back on it do you guys lean towards something paranormal human or you it's just kind of open-ended <sighs> initially it seems paranormal but you know uh, in the house that i grew up in i believe is what was at one point haunted because there was many times where i saw things felt things, experienced things that I just can't explain. Um, to this day, I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't explain what I felt. Um, and then at a certain point, it stopped. So I'm able to kind of rationalize those things a little bit. But in this particular case, I'm inclined to say that it was human. I, I, don't even, I can't even speculate on who it was or what they were doing out there. Um, but I'm inclined to think that it was human. Um, as for everyone else, they have their own interpretation. Some people thought it was like a ghost or a, uh, what they call skinwalker, but uh, I'm not so sure. Yeah, the fact that it actually charged you guys, what would you know be most rational? Okay, a human doing something weird out in a field with the trees, but you would think the person would be scared themselves or run away like the last thing you would think of is them charging you that's a really good point and you know the thing is you know at that particular field what was really interesting about that section and we you know believe it or not over the next year and even after all of us had left a couple of us did come back to long island for a weekend and actually revisited that area um somehow we were able to find our way back to it but the moon was able to just kind of illuminate. If it was a full moon, you could see everything very clearly. We, and we were a lot more exposed than, than that thing was. It was kind of in the woods, in the shadows. I think only its kind of pale skin tone gave it away. So from where that, that person thing, whatever was, they could probably make out pretty clearly that we were all in our 20s. 
Um, but yeah, it, the, the fact that its impulse was to charge us instead of slinking back even further into the woods and hiding or just going home or whatever, um, that was the scariest part. Because why would you stick around for that, even if the thing was harmless? Whatever it was was outnumbered. But the fact that it was willing to charge a group of about six or seven able-bodied college students uh, said quite a bit about its ferocity. Um, so, yeah. Robert and his friends clearly saw something in the woods that night. Whoever or whatever it was may forever be a mystery. But believe it or not, stories like this are very common in this area. If you were to Google search Sweet Hollow Road, you'd be surprised by the amount of similar stories that people have shared. Strange activity ranging from ghosts to roaming creatures in the night. The history of Sweet Hollow Road can be traced all the way back to Native American tribes. They considered this area cursed by evil spirits. Over the years, mysterious legends surrounding this road have continued to haunt those who visit. The creature that Robert and his friends saw that night wasn't the only thing they encountered. As I was finishing up our conversation, Robert shared something else that they saw that evening. When we were getting back into the cars and kind of scrambling to get out of there, um, I think that my the car that I was in, my friend was driving, I think we were in front and we're just kind of going around these sharp turns and stuff. We took a particularly sharp turn and right in the middle of the road was a large kind of almost husky mixed looking black dog. No collar right there and we almost ran it over and we had to stop extremely short. The car behind us with our friends in it almost rear-ended us. And the dog, again, dead of night, a car with headlights and just comes beaming around the corner. This dog did not seem phased at all, didn't seem scared, seemed in no rush to move. We, we watched it like kind of walk off the road and in, into the woods. And that was, that uh, that on its face was terrifying. Not, not, not just because we almost ran over a, you know, a dog, but the, it was just, the behavior was just so strange. Come to find out, there is actually a legend of a big black dog-looking creature that just appears in the middle of the road at night. And if you are to see it and it walks across your car or walks past your car, it is an omen of destruction or bad luck or something like that. In the myth, it's more like a dog-adjacent creature. This just looked like a black husky almost. Like I said, kind of a wolf mix, maybe like a shepherd hut thing. Um, Didn't look supernatural. Um, but the behavior was strange. I've never seen a dog just kind of stare down a car and also had no collar, which also struck me that, like, where did this dog come from? Um, and then it just kind of walked off as if nothing had just happened. I'm not saying that it was the black dog, but it was too big of a coincidence not to mention. If you're a fan of the horror genre, go check out Robert's Instagram. You can find him at Robbie underscore horror, and it's where he reviews horror movies and more. Thanks again for listening to Unnerved. If you guys enjoyed this episode, 
please share it with your friends and family, and we'll see you next time. Next on Unnerved. Wow, this is crazy. Did you know some guy got stabbed to death down the Casto Neep Road? And I'm like, wow, that is so crazy because I dropped a hitchhiker off down that road that day. And I see the mugshot and it's the hitchhiker that I picked up. I am incredibly glad that ride ended when it did and I was not Wayne's drug-fueled rage victim. Share your story by writing the unnerved podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at unnerved podcast. Thanks for listening.